Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the big question, the show that gives you too much information on what it takes to become valedictorian at your magic school. And no, it doesn't involve manipulating the very fabric of time so you can take double the amount of classes Hermione. Why would you do that, Hermione, you big old nerd? That's insane. My name is MT, and I'm here today with off-screen producer Brandon. What's going on, brother Brandon? Hello, MT. It is insane that Hermione was allowed to <laughs> manipulate time to take classes. Cut her a break, McGonagall. Like, what's going on? Maybe lighten her load. Jeez Louise. If I had a friend that told me that I had, they had a time machine, they were like, I'm just taking extra classes. I'd be like, you know what? I'm stealing this tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you know that. I'm taking this from you. Insane. You're not going to have it. <laughs> uh, Big old Hello, nerd. MT. Yes, I've been star portaled back to the yes. dimension that looks like my apartment just for this episode. It's I got out of the blue dungeon, but I'm, I'm back in another dungeon. Anyways, what's our big question for today, Brandon? Well, MT, in the recently released Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we see our good Doctor Stephen Strange finally pay his respects to Wong as Sorcerer Supreme by giving him a ceremonial bow. Oh, very respectful. Very, nice. very respectful. And it looks like his quest to reclaim the title of Sorcerer Supreme has, for now, come to an end. But how does one even become Sorcerer Supreme in the first place? It all leads us to today's big question, which actually was asked by Sam on our Discord. Just goes by Sam oh, you, on the Sam. Discord. Here's the question. How do you earn the title of Sorcerer Supreme in the MCU? Ooh, good question. And I'm glad that we chose this question because I have a brother named Sam. So it's oh, favoritism. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Favoritism. <laughs> That's how it works, nepotism every time. But that's a great question because so much of Doctor Strange's story in the MCU is tied to him becoming and then losing the title of Sorcerer Supreme. But so much of the details of the succession happen off screen. But can we look at all the tasty clues there to try to figure out how a master of the mystic arts earns the rank of Sorcerer Supreme? So let's start off by looking at the written word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and God in this case is Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. <laughs> the he above. And every... The one above all, baby. But yeah, let's take a better look at how the title of Sorcerer Supreme gets assigned in the comics. Yeah, the Sorcerer Supreme, according to Marvel Fan Wiki, is a practitioner of the mystic or magic arts who has greater skills than all others or commands a greater portion of the ambient magical energies than any other organism on a given world or dimension. And in the early comics featuring Doctor Strange, he earned the title of Sorcerer Supreme when the Ancient One died, similar to what we saw in the first Doctor Strange film. And in Marvel premiere number 10 from 1973, we find Doctor Strange battling Shuma Gorath, the big old eyeball, inside of the mind of his very own master, the Ancient One. And basically, Shuma Gorath is using the Ancient One's mind as a portal to access our dimension. And Doctor Strange realizes the only way to stop Shuma Gorath from conquering our dimension is to kill the Ancient One, which is really sad and hardcore. <laughs> and he does this by shutting down the Ancient One's mind, closing the portal, and saving the day. Then the Ancient One appears to Steven and isn't even pissed. He's like, thanks for killing me, dog. I'm now one with the universe. Great job. You're the Sorcerer Supreme now. I wish this happened sooner. <laughs> Isn't that insane? That's like nuts though, right? Like, Shumagorath <laughs> is like in the mind of the Ancient One. Steven just hops in there and is like, hmm, how do I stop this? I gotta shut this mind down, dog. Like, yeah. I don't even think he checks with the H01. He doesn't, like, come back out and be like, yo, you cool with this? Is this okay? <laughs> you cool with dying, my dog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this also sounds like the story he would tell everyone else when, like, he comes back mm. as 
sources are pretty memorable. Like, what happened to the ancient one? He's like, guys, you, you won't believe this. Shimon Graf was in his mind. And I had to go in his mind to kill him. And then he showed up and he was like, hey, thanks. Your sources Thank you so much now. for killing me. I have to go now. Can... Oh. I always think about the fact in the, how in Toy Story 1, Woody tries to freaking kill Buzz Lightyear. I and know. I feel like if he, I know. if he actually succeeded in like yeah. shoving him in the corner of the bed or whatever he was trying to do, he would or probably like have an excuse like that. Jumping out the window that. and stuff. Yeah, I mean like it's Woody like, was hardcore. Buzz called me and he wanted to jump out the window. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so weird. But he's using his arm. He's like, I'm okay, guys. He's like, <laughs> Woody is a sociopath, dude. <laughs> Woody is a it. killer. Woody would kill. Uh, if There's they definitely like it. a toy Illuminati, and Woody's one of them. <laughs> and every time a new toy shows up, the toy Illuminati gets together and like, we gotta kill this toy. We gotta kill. <laughs> it's like one different toy, like one toy from like each section of Al's toy barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Illuminati. Oh my god, oh, we have to see this. Anyway. Oh boy, <laughs> too far. But how did the Ancient One become Sorcerer Supreme? That happened when the Ancient One, known as Yao, became the first mortal of Earth to meet with Eternity, and she gave him the Amulet of Agamotto and declared him, oh, is Eternity a woman? Uh, I think Eternity is a woman. I mean, I'm sure that they don't have a gender. I'm sure there isn't a big old Eternity penis somewhere in the universe. Just floating out there. That'd be terrible. They gave him the Amulet of Akimoto and declared him the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. And this all happened in the 14th century, which is uh, just just like yesterday, honestly. <laughs> just like yesterday. Time flies well, yeah. when you're, I don't know, talking to eternity. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yao, Yao was like a, a, around for like a long time as the Ancient One, much like in the movie, right? And right. So, sometimes he was not Sorcerer Supreme, like he would pass off. It's kind of one of those things in comics, right? Like they established the story with, with the Ancient One and Doctor Strange and then later go in and fill in all this other stuff and kind of retcon things a little bit. Because, right. like, before Yao, there was, like, Agamotto was, like, the first Sorcerer Supreme, right? And then, like, Merlin was a Sorcerer Supreme at some point. Isaac Newton was, like, a Sorcerer Supreme at some point. Like, the title changed around a lot. But, like, Yao had it, like, for the longest amount of time. So they called, they called him the Ancient One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was around for a long time. Just kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. I want to see a Yao comic or just an Ancient One comic in general, like an Ancient One Central comic. And I honestly want an Ancient One series on Disney Plus because uh, mm. I, I think she's, she's one of my favorite characters in MCU. There was also another way of determining the Sorcerer Supreme, which was introduced in later years of Marvel Comics, and that is by the Trial of Vashanti. Did that name sound familiar? That's right. Name sounds familiar. No longer with us. Really great singer, though. Um, Vishanti. Every few decades, the most powerful sorcerers in the world would gather to compete in the Tri-Wizard Tournament after they picked their name to the Goblet of Fire. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? That dude needs to freaking chill the F out. It's a child. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Um, but yeah, every few decades, the most powerful sorcerers in the world gathered to compete in some mystical competition where magical beings known as the Vishanti will determine who should be the protector of the realm and hold the title of Sorcerer Supreme. And Steven won this competition twice. One time, even besting, get this, Dr. Doom. Uh, Doom knows magic, a lot of magic. <laughs> he's a real jerk. He's yeah. so ugly, he doesn't even want to show his face. Just kidding. He's, he's actually quite handsome when he gets his face fixed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, come, he comes in second place in that competition. And after he loses this deck, Steven Strange is like, okay, you get to be Sorcerer Supreme. Then he's like, also, can you... Come help me get my mom out of hell. That would be awesome. 
it's like, okay, I guess I have to now. Can you just be a you pal? so nicely. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who your worst enemy is. If they're like, right. can you help me get my mom out of hell? You're like, oh, okay, I'll help you with that one. That's it's a like, genuine It's his mom, cause. man. Everyone it's loves mom. their mom. Everyone deserves to have a mom. So even even Dr. Doom has a mom, okay? <laughs> exactly. In hell. In hell. <laughs> Where does she belong? I'm sure Dr. Doom's mom did something bad, too. Did at least one bad thing. But on his third appearance in this competition, he winds up losing to a sorcerer who wasn't even there and isn't even from Earth, Loki, which is yeah. wild. Loki, Loki just wants to, to ruin people's dreams. But what this trial of Ashanti shows us is that you don't need to wait for the current Sorcerer Supreme to die. You can just win the title in this tournament, which is yeah. kind of wild, and I kind of want to see that. Yeah, it is interesting because, like, Marvel Comics initially sets up that, like, you know, Stephen Strange, he's the most powerful wizard. You know, Angel One dies from Stephen Strange. And then he gets to just be, like, Sorcerer Supreme because the ghost of the Angel One's like, you're the Sorcerer Supreme now. Congratulations. Yes. Then I'm sure, like, the comic writers were like, well, we're kind of in a pickle here because, like, we, we need to take away or we need to have the risk of the title leaving Stephen without killing him, right? Because they don't want to kill Doctor right. Strange. He's a popular character. Right. They don't want to kill him. But they're like, eh, it's a good narrative device, right, to have him lose his title. Or at right. least the, the threat of happens. losing his title, right? Yeah. Right. So they kind of come up with this trial of Vashanti thing, which, uh, as you pointed out, you know, read the book of Vashanti. Uh, it's a very powerful magic book. But then there's in this trial, it's like these magical entities they call Vashanti, like a plural right. a group of beings, right? Um, right. So, yeah, so that's interesting. And it could be something that we have in the MCU, right? If one day they're like, let's have a tournament to determine who's the most powerful wizard. But, yeah, it seems like in the MCU, it's mostly just been the ancient one for a long time. A long right. time she's been holding that title. Mm. Didn't want to give it up, too, until she Didn't did. Didn't want to give it Halfway up. through Doctor Strange, which was one of my favorite parts of the movie, where she's just like, you know what? I should probably just die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been watching the future for a while. I know I can't see past this part. I should die. I should. Yeah, I guess I'll die. just die. Guess I'll die. <laughs> like for me. <laughs> it's like gift where they throw out the peace sign and disappear. It's like. <laughs> but yeah, let, now let us talk about the MCU Sorcerer Supreme because that's what the comics have to say about becoming Sorcerer Supreme. We got to talk about the MCU now. Well, much like in the comics, this ancient one in the MCU held the title of Sorcerer Supreme for some time thanks to some power from. The dark dimension. Now we don't naughty, know her naughty. age, which is naughty, naughty hypocrite. You're a hypocrite, ancient one. Mm, maybe you're in hell with Doom's bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> all women go to heaven. I don't you know this? This is a fact of life. Now we don't know her age, which would be rude to ask. You don't just ask a woman. Why, why would you do that? But Mordo does inform us that she is Celtic. And the fact that she was able to live for a long time and presumably holds the title for most of her life means that she could conceivably have outlived anyone who knew about the true rules of succession. And in theory, with her additional dark dimension power, she is the strongest sorcerer on Earth. Yeah, you're right. So let's think about that for a second. Like, she she's using dark dimension power. Uh, right. And in a way, it's not like she she's besting Dormammu, but she's... Taking his power, keeping him out at the same time, because she's she's keeping the spells to keep him, to release him hidden, right? Or to right. draw him into uh, into the realm. She's keeping all other sorcerers from finding the spells to access this power. So in theory, yes, yeah, she's like the strongest uh, defender of She's got of the most the juice, realm. basically. 
She's got the most. She's got some really powerful dark dimension juice. Yeah, we have no idea how old she is. Conceivably, lived out everyone else who would who would would have been there when she got the title, right? Right. Unless you're an Asgardian or some other, or Wenwu, maybe maybe Wenwu, or or you're an Eternal, right? You have no idea how she got to where she is. You have to take her word for it. No one, in theory, no one's written it down. There might be a book in Kamratash somewhere, but she's had enough time to change whatever history she wants, right? She writes the rules here. If someone challenges that, she's just like, that's not how it works. But we're taking her word for that. This is true. And it makes you think, you know, so if she's Celtic, she's in, she's not obviously in Norway, but she's in the, the Norse region. Do you think the Asgardians were aware of her? Uh, mm. they, they seem to be very magic minded people. They would, they would know of her, don't you think? I would, I would hope so. Cause like we, we do know in the comics that, um, the Stone Age Avengers, I believe. Right. Um, it's when um, the the uh, the Sorcerer Supreme at the time, which is Agamotto, does team up with Odin, and like he does have yeah. a relationship with Odin. So That's a good I point. hopefully that there is some type of rapport between you know Kamertage and, and Odin, considering that Odin in the MCU has taken trips to Earth and like you know help try to help out the people of uh, Norway. So I think that you know any any extra dimensional threat, any threat that comes to Earth, yeah. Ancient One, Kamertaj is on it. So, like, if Odin comes by, they're going to be like, who are you? Why are you here? So, yeah, for well, sure. In, I think they definitely had a In theory, if Frigga comes to Earth, right, she's she's mm. a, a witch. So she would right. be aware of, like, magic wielders and would probably sense that, like, she would probably know that every realm has a Sorcerer Supreme, right? Because it's not mm. just an Earth thing. Every planet's got a Sorcerer Supreme, right? Every realm, every dimension, like you said. Like, you know, Clea from the Dark Dimension. She's the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension. So it's like, mm. Frigga must know that there are Sorcerer Supremes. And probably checked in on Earth to be like, hey, I'm Frigga. I'm the wife of Odin. Maybe you heard of me. I don't know. <laughs> Heard you're the Sorcerer Supreme. Just wanted to bring you these Asgardian fruits uh, and a little Asgardian uh, IPA. Try it out, you know, just want to say hi from one right. magic wielder to another. Let's be cool. It's like, Let's be cool. I just want you to know that I am the head witch in charge. So uh, <laughs> You're you talking know, to the HWIC, okay? Don't I am the first around. lady, so I, I'm the best. So <laughs> They must have talked. They must have talked. Okay, that's a good point, T. And then you also brought up Wenwu. I wonder, yeah. if, I mean, do you think Wenwu and the Ancient One ever came to blows? Ever came across each other? I want to see that fight so bad because it would be one of the coolest fights in the MCU. Um, but, like, I think that they have to have come to blows. If Wen was, like, doing shit in, in uh, I don't know when Kamertage got built or created or when right. the Ancient One made her way to Kamertage, but that's in a similar region to, you know, uh, in Asia where Wenwu was taken over a country's mi- millennia right. ago or whatever. So uh, they could have crossed that. That would be a, a bad-ass battle to see. That Come on, what so if season two? Cool. Let's see that. Seriously, what if season two bring the like all the actors from from Shang Chi? Because I want to see some cool ass fights again. Because mm-hmm. Shang Chi is one of the coolest action movies that we've got in the MCU. And then I guess we should also consider the Eternals too, right? Do you think the Eternals right. knew of the Ancient One, or the Ancient oh, One there knew is of the no, Eternals? There is no way. No, in my opinion, that there is no way that the Eternals and the Ancient One have not come into contact because I feel like the power of the Eternals, like the actual cosmic energy that they wield is the same source of the the sorcerer's magic energy. This like the Eldritch power. magic? You think it's the same kind yeah, of Yeah, I think that magic, this Eldritch like magic is... Magic. Yeah, I think it's the sun. I think that oh, okay. they're, they're, everyone gets their power like from the that. sun and that um, sorcerers use their like the sun magic within them that they've absorbed their entire life 
mm. to you know have these orange strings and like to do all this orange magic. And the the, the Eternals are the same way. And so like I think that because of this, their similarities and like their power source, and we, we know that from Shang Chi that um you know his rings um affected the the magicians of Kamertage. Oh, I think that's that in true. a similar way, maybe like they can sort of feel each other because they're they're running on the same power source there. Um, so yeah, I think that there's, because of that relation, they, they have to, and like, because like they're just fighting deviants and like deviants threaten our reality. Yeah, they must have like they, come they across each other at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I wonder, I, I love the idea that like, you know, Ajax and Thena cross paths with the ancient one. And then like a thousand years later, they see each other again and they're like, Hey, you're still alive. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're still alive. And it's like, Okay. Okay. They don't, so they don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. That would honestly be respect. so respect. like <laughs> if they just ran into each other at like a coffee shop, they had a really yeah, yeah. great conversation, didn't talk for like a couple of hundred years, and then ran into each other again. <laughs> and they're like, You're human, right? And they're like, Yeah, 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 I'm human, I'm human, you're human, right? Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm a human, I'm a human. <laughs> Literally, I, I really sus. want to see that now because that's just awkwardly hilarious. Very um, sus. <laughs> also, I mean, you point out about Wong and the Ten Rings, right? He looks at the Ten Rings at the end of Shang-Chi. He's examining them. He's totally shocked. So if the Ancient One did come across Wenwu, maybe she like forgot to remind him about that. You know, she's got a lot of history up there. She's got to tell people. Right. And like, I wonder if she was like dying. She's like, bye, Stephen. And she like dies and she's like, oh shit, I should have told him about Wenwu. Uh, oh, too late, too late. Oh, I forgot to bring up Wenwu. Uh, dumb idiot. You had a thousand years to tell somebody. Come on. I would so funny if like she was passing away and she just like she's like all right goodbye steven wait wait wait, wait, wait. there's this guy and he's got rings but they're not on his fingers on his arms uh you'll see you'll see she just she gets cut off because she died yeah yeah what i'm about to tell you will change the course of history okay okay now i'm ready to go wait wait, wait. There's, a, there's a celestial bird in the earth do something all right here we go bye Oh, yo, if the ancient one, oh my, I never considered that. Because if the ancient one knew about if she knew about celestials, I mean, you have to imagine that the masters of the mystic arts know about celestials. But maybe it's one yeah. of those things, like the government won't tell us what it, what's in Area 51 because it's going to blow our brains. Right. And we're, we're going right. to, a society will collapse and no one will believe in anything anymore. Maybe it's the same thing with the ancient one. She's like, I know about celestials, but I cannot tell people about this. The masters of the mystic arts will get so obsessed with trying to stop celestials. And it's like a futile right. effort. Because you just can't right. stop them. That yeah. like, it's better off not knowing about them and just to live your life. Oh as my an god! Aunt. You know, bro. Because like you know, like the whole thing with um, the ancient one in Doctor Strange one is like you know, like death is a natural part of life and like right. it has to happen. And like that's what Erishim tells um, Cersei. So it's just like maybe she would be one hundred percent on board with, with happening the destruction of Earth. That is, I mean, you have never seen, even consider that. We've seen Stephen across universes be like. The lives of one does not matter in the trillions of calculations of the multiverse. I butchered that line. Right. I paraphrase it. But like, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking too about. many, too many sorcerers are like, these little things don't matter on the small scale, on the grand scale of like the universe. So it's like, she probably did know. And she's like, I'm going to make sure to die before this, this month. <laughs> so I've yeah, seen, that was a good time she's like, that. I've seen some shit in my long ass life, but I ain't living through that. Boo. Right. I'm out. <laughs> Like, insert you want, you want to be a, a, insert MT's peace you. out meme right here. <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> but yeah, 
yeah, no, uh, this film also introduced the heads of the Hong Kong and London sanctums and mm-hmm. sorcerers that we didn't see in the first film and were presumably killed by Caecilius. And they acknowledge Wong's authority when they come to protect Camertage by bowing out of respect as one does, as it is ancient custom, what are you doing, Stephen? And the whole bowing thing is initially played for a laugh between Stephen and Wong, of course, but there is a lot of significance to that. It shows that as a powerful sorcerer, you are showing your allegiance to the title of Sorcerer Supreme and are not here to challenge that authority. And if you doubted the authority of the Sorcerer Supreme, in theory, you could challenge that title, whether by a vote of no confidence or through combat, which would be, again, really cool to see. Um, <laughs> really cool like, to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a great point, MT, because like... The bowing thing, it was played for like kind of jokes, like ha 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 ha. Right. But it was very significant at the end. And I think you're right that, you know, if you have all these powerfully magical people, in theory, if they're if if enough of them are against what the Sorcerer Supreme is saying, they could challenge that. They probably have like some sort of democratic system set up. You know, multiple times in like the first Doctor Strange and in the Multiverse of Madness, we see kind of like regal looking sorcerers who are like teachers. They kind of make the joke in the first Doctor Strange, right? Where he goes, uh, he walks up to Hymir and he's like, oh, you must be the ancient one. And like, they're like, ah, mm-hmm. no, it's this lady who knew about the Celestials and didn't warn us. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense that you have these, like, these elder sorcerers who are also very powerful and they probably could if enough of them got together and they were like, we don't trust you as Sorcerer Supreme anymore. They probably could overturn it and go through some whole process or yeah, just like whip out their magic and be like, I'm the boss now. It's basically what Caecilius tried to do, right? He tried to do kind of take over by force. So I think this bowing thing, which was probably set up by an ancient one because she's been around for the longest time. <laughs> it's it probably her custom. Uh, it, it, but it, it's important because it's basically showing like, I'm not here to threaten you. I trust you. Right. I will do as you say, you know, I lend myself to you. Cause that was another thing I thought was a very interesting line in the film. It's, Hong Kong and, and London show up, and it's not like they're just like, yes, sir, right away, sir. They're like, we're here to offer our support. So they have, like, some level of autonomy, it seems like. They could be like, because as Sorcerer Supreme, you probably got to worry about the big picture. You don't have time to micromanage every sanctum. So I, I do kind of like that they put that in the film. It's very similar to how, you know, the custom we have of, like, shaking hands. I believe it, it dates back to, like, medieval times, which is basically showing that your hand is empty. You don't have a sword in your hand, because most people... right sword use your right hand for your sword by showing the empty hand you're saying i don't come here to attack i come here out of peace i'm not holding my weapon so i think this bowing is like very important it's showing that like yes we still trust you we're on your side you can be our sorcerer supreme yeah man and like it's so easy for for egos especially when when you're dealing Mm -hmm. with like stuff like with power because like that's all these people like these sorcerers are it's all because they're all power wielders and so like egos can easily and be like, oh, why should he be Sorcerer Supreme when it should be me? Like, what the heck? I <laughs> yeah, should be, exactly. Like, I'm more stronger than Wong. So, like, yeah, <laughs> it, it is a really important for the entirety of the world to be on the same page. Because as we learned from Doctor Strange 1, each of these sanctums are key to keeping the dark baddies out of our dimension. If all three are gone, then, like, we're done. So if, if there is no synergy, then they're all going to fall. So, like, there has to be some type of, like, respect for one president of magic which is wong the sorcerer supreme um <laughs> well it's also uh, yeah. it's probably a thankless title too because if a dormammu shows up or a you know mm-hmm. or something else that's an interdimensional being shows up to destroy your your world you have to go fight it it's your job now buddy yep. you're a sorcerer supreme you better step up 
sucks. It sucks. <laughs> you can't really call out from work. It's no. like, yeah, you, you, you got to have to do this, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I, I would never. I would never even take the job. I don't want the nah. job. Nah, dog. I'd rather be uh, intern supreme. Uh, a lot less stress. Um, which is who we saw in No Way Home. In terms of I'm, I'm sorcerer of middle management. I have some I have some people under me, but I mostly take orders from the executive team. Ha! <laughs> I'm sorcerer of the toilets! <laughs> I'm sorcerer supreme of the toilets! Now let's talk about Wong as Sorcerer Supreme, because Stephen mm. was made Sorcerer Supreme after the Ancient One died, even though he was a brand new sorcerer because of his incredible ability to just absorb information because he's a big old nerd. And he defeated Dormammu within the Dark Dimension and was able to demonstrate the ability to utilize an Infinity Stone, specifically the Time Stone, um, which, is, as we learned from Doctor Strange, was just hard to do as a sorcerer. Like, a lot of people couldn't even open the damn freaking Eye of Agamotto because like, I don't, I don't know the spells, it's just, I'm too dumb. But Stephen was like, I've got time. Christine doesn't love me. Why not? Um, <laughs> let's read some books instead of getting laid. Um, but yeah, when he was blipped, Wong was the next powerful sorcerer in line. So the title passed down to him, which makes a lot of sense because Wong himself was really into reading. As when we yeah. first meet him, he was a librarian. So he probably knows a lot about uh, the, the mystic arts. But now that Stephen is back, the title doesn't pass immediately back to him. So by the rules that we laid out today, shouldn't the title Sorcerer Supreme go back to Stephen? Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're saying that the Sorcerer Supreme is the most powerful sorcerer in the realm, and you've already established that Doctor Strange was that at one point, in theory, you would think the title would just like shoot right back over to him because he still would be the strongest one. But do we think this blip made him weaker in any way than Wong? Do you think Wong really is more powerful than Steven? I think that there is probably a huge um, advantage to have being alive those five years. Because like as we learned from Spider-Man Far From Home, when Talos Fury is talking to Peter, he's like, there's a lot that I need to catch up on. I've been gone for a yeah. while. So like, you know, you need the intel to be able to do your job right. And so mm. like if Steven has not been around those five years and Wong was, it's just, it doesn't make sense for a newbie to be like, all right, I'm going to be in charge of magic. I've been gone for five years. You just give it to Wong because he's like, I've, I've been here. I know what's good. I know what's the big threats on the, the current horizon. And like, you know, and Steven, is, that's his friend. That's one of his best friends. He's like, I'm not going to take it from you anyway. So it just makes sense for you to have it because it's more efficient and it's just right in general. I wonder too, if if when, when Steven initially got the title, if in some way Wong was like, yeah, let him have this. Because Wong just watched London and Hong Kong sanctums get destroyed. Uh, yeah. and saw the Ancient One die, and was probably like, man, this is a lot. I don't want to be so much for Supreme. No, <laughs> like, this new guy can do Steven, it if he's so good, right? Wong died. Wong straight okay. up oh, that's died. Great point. Wong did die. <laughs> then he comes back and he's like, keep, keep messing with he's it. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, you know what? Go for it. <laughs> I, can't, I forgot about that. He did die, yeah. Wong owed Doctor Strange big, so he's like, you know what? I'm not going to fight it. He can have the Time Stone. He obviously he knows how to use it, so let's go for it. Well, um, and yeah. Steven did beat uh, Dormammu, but then he loses to Thanos. Wong didn't lose to Thanos. Steven That's lost true. to Thanos. Uh, and true. then Wong... Wong went home like a Wong, smart person. <laughs> yeah, Wong went home like a smart person. He's like, I'm not Sorcerer Supreme. Not my problem. Hashtag <laughs> not paid enough for this. Uh, but then when, when he fights Thanos later, yes, Steven wins, but Wong also wins that fight too. So Wong is undefeated against Thanos, but uh, Steven's one and one. So, so Wong does have like better cred now. I think than Steven. 
And even if Steven is a little more fancier with his magic and knows a couple more spells, I think Wong is definitely in a better position to be Sorcerer Supreme. And maybe they've learned that, like, yeah, we don't need our Sorcerer Supreme to be the most powerful protector of the realm. It can be the second most powerful, and we can use the other guy as a tool for when we need to do some stuff, some dark stuff. Mm. Well, I think now, too, that he's touched dark magic so much and he's got the eye, I don't think he could ever be Sorcerer Supreme now. I think he's tainted. That's true. That's so true, because he does have darkness in him. And, like, I, right. like even though, like, because we, we know that the Scarlet Witch is the most powerful magic user on the planet. Oh, they were like, hey, why don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's a great point, too. Why aren't you the Sorcerer us? Supreme? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's actually a great point, MT. It's because, like, she's a dark magic user. So, like, she should 100% be Sorcerer Like, she 100,000% should be the Sorcerer Supreme. But because she's a dark magic user, uh, she can't be because because of that darkness. And now that Strange has that in him, I don't think he... That's a, such a good point. Like, that's probably what will keep him from becoming Sorcerer Supreme in general uh, at the end of Doctor Strange 3. Well, and uh, his argument would be like, hey, our longest reigning Sorcerer Supreme was using dark magic the whole time. <laughs> so you should let me be the Sorcerer Supreme. But that was under the table. They didn't know. And they've maybe they've updated the code of ethics. Maybe all the sorcerers right. had to sign. They had to sign a new employee handbook that was like, I will not use dark magic for real this time. <laughs> Man, like it's and like I, it, it, I think it's even more crazy because I think that this is my personal theory that the Ancient One was using dark hold magic specifically because I think mm. Dormammu is the Doctor Strange variant that Pizza Papa Strange jumped into ah. and destroyed this universe, which made the Dark Dimension, hence, like, the first incursion. So I think that... Um, you think Dormammu is a Doctor Strange? 100, because he's voiced by oh. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, like, that's a it's good just, point. It's a good point. And, like, at the, end of, at the end of the movie, we see Clea come from the Dark Dimension. He's like, hey, uh, we got to fix an incursion, uh, which is... This dark well, didn't she say here. you cause an incursion? I, I think I, I think that's what she meant. She's like you as a multiversal problem. <laughs> <laughs> you and I'm putting a heavy asterisk on this. You cause this incursion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't get mad at Dormammu because it wasn't his fault because he's a victim. But uh, I'm gonna make, be mad at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, MT, do you think do you think Wong is rightly the Sorcerer Supreme now? I, yeah, 100%. And, like, in, in considering what we saw of Wong in Shang-Chi, when he's, like, kicking ass, he freaking kicked Abomination's ass, we don't know, like, Wong is probably just going around the world just, just kicking all sorts of ass. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, maybe even, like, you know, as a show of strength for these tournaments that he has to fight as Sorcerer yeah. so, so Supreme. It's like, yeah, I've taken down Abomination, I'll take you down, too, so yeah. don't mess with me. Also, um, so yeah, I, don't I, think, I don't think these London and Hong Kong sanctums would... They wouldn't like Steven as their boss. I don't think at all. <laughs> I so think they would really be offended by it. And, yeah. and I think Wong is like a good person to be in that position to For unify sure. all the all the the masters of the mystic arts. Yeah, man. Because like you, like the, the the main theme of this movie, this new movie, is like Steven always has to have the knife, and like he needs to relinquish the knife to someone else, which is why he just bows to Wong. He's like, all right, I'm relinquishing the knife. Of protecting the the uh, humanity to you, yeah. In like it, it, we said in Doctor Strange one, that the people that he worked with was like, ah, right, he's kind of an asshole. I don't really, we don't <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah. like working with him. He just likes being in charge. So like, yeah, I think that he, they wouldn't really like working with him at all, like zero percent. So you're totally right there. This is for Rachel, you big fat white nasty smelling fat bitch. Why you took me off the motherfucking schedule? 
Good points. Yeah. A lot of good points from you today, Brandon. You're so smart. You're Jesus, smart too, Auntie. Can't deal with it. I think. No, I think you we, are smarter. <laughs> I wish they would. I wish they would lay all this out for us, so we didn't have to do all this work for uh, Marvel Studios. But I think. I think we've come to a pretty good conclusion here. Hey, I think. Hey, I love talking about Marvel just on YouTube because. Hey, I hope they never do the work so that we get to talk about this stuff forever. <laughs> keep, us, keep us working on it. And hey, be sure to check out NewRockstarsMerch.com because our partners at Epic Hero Shop have released a ton of new merch related to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, including some fun new shirt designs and some adorable Gargantos stickers. Gargantos did not deserve to die like that. Please buy some <laughs> stickers in memory. And you can still grab our latest obsession shirt, Shattered Madness, before it's erased from the universe forever. Forever. Because it's not going to come back. Do not ask for it back when it's gone. So to see all of our awesome merch options and support the work that we do here at New Rockstars, please head on over to NewRockstarsMerch.com. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help bring Big Question to you. Take it away, Brandon. <laughs> you got it. Spring has sprung and summer is just around the corner. With the constantly changing weather, it can be hard to figure out what to wear for the day. Luckily, Faraday makes it way easier. They make the perfect clothes for all seasons. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. Their clothes have that kind of effortless style we all want to see in our closets. They have pieces that mix and match with ease, and it will feel like you have your own personal stylist when you shop with Faraday. Uh, I love their Legend sweater shirts. I got a couple of myself. I can roll up the sleeves when it's a warm day, uh, but roll them back down when the sun sets and the temperature starts to drop in this cool California desert weather. Uh, and all, all day long, I look great. And I, I really like the shirt. It's super comfortable. I agree. You agree. <laughs> MT agrees. Yes. Uh, and Faraday is so confident in the quality of their stuff that they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. Your whole life, even the ancient Ooh. one's life, if you live for hundreds of years. <laughs> use your magic to keep Faraday in business and they'll fix your clothes for free. Uh, yeah, they'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. Talk about making it easier to get dressed. That's what Faraday does. And right now, Faraday is giving all Big Question listeners 20% off. Can you believe it? 20% off. Uh, so head to faritybrand.com slash bigquestion and use code bigquestion at checkout to snag 20% off all your new spring staples. That's code bigquestion at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash bigquestion for 20% off. Again, faritybrand.com slash bigquestion. Now it is time for our bite-sized questions next. Tasty. Jelly inside, delicious. Now, Brandon, can Wanda warp reality to be able to lift Thor's hammer? And this is from mm. Spoon Fiesta on Discord. Thank you, Spoon. Oh, yes, thank you, Spoon. Well, Wanda's ability to warp reality as the Scarlet Witch is incredibly powerful, but is it even more powerful than Asgardian magic and the Odin Force, right? Because that's all what's tied up into Mjolnir. Considering that in the MCU, Wanda's abilities were innate magical powers, Possibly part of a prophecy of Cthon. We don't know that yet. That's how it is in the comics. But maybe that's right. true in the MCU. We don't know. But then, yeah, he also, like, in the comics, didn't Cthon, like, literally give baby Wanda powers, right? Or, like, right. he physically did that. But we don't know if that's true here. Uh, but so she had these kind of innate magical abilities. You know, we saw that in WandaVision when she stopped uh, the bomb from going off. But then those powers got enhanced uh, via the Mind Stone, which is, of course, one of the Infinity Stones. So very powerful cosmic magic that's tied into her chaos magic. Uh, so I really think it wouldn't be a problem for Wanda to warp the reality of the Worthiness Enchantment 
you know, potentially even removing the enchantment entirely if she wanted to. But she could probably also just turn Mjolnir into, like, a Caesar salad or, like, a pile of buttons or something. Like, she doesn't need to pick up Mjolnir ever or, like, touch it. But I definitely think she's strong enough to change the magic around it. Because remember, Mjolnir didn't always have that enchantment, right? I think a young... In the comics, like a young Odin used to use Mjolnir, but it was just like a powerful hammer that the dwarves made. Like he didn't have a worthiness charm then. He just put it on there because his son was an asshole and he had to teach him a lesson. <laughs> um, it's like it's like putting a, a, a lock on your gun in the house. It's like, yeah. right, well, you, I think that's a, that's a fair thing to do. I think everyone should put a lock on their gun in the house. It's yeah, like that's putting, what I'm saying. Like, Beth Odin putting the lock on. It's like, don't lift this, like, a Thor until you're old enough yeah, to, yeah. to be, be able to use it. Until you're responsible enough <laughs> to wield this gun. Yeah, I'm not letting you touch it. Um, <laughs> but let's not also forget uh, that while Hela never wielded Mjolnir, she didn't pick it up, she did stop it and, like, hold it. Mm. It didn't, like, blow right through her or, like, you know, slam her down to the ground. She was, like, holding it for a second, and then she destroyed it. We know, of course, that Hela possesses Asgardian magic, and she probably has, like, a little bit of the Odin force inside of her, because she did mm. fight with Odin. She was, like, the firstborn. This is all within MCU, of course. She was, like, the first child. So she has a, a lot of magic, but she certainly wasn't worthy when she gripped Mjolnir and was able to destroy yeah. it. And I would think that Wanda is probably way more powerful than Hela, so I think Wanda could definitely even, maybe even without warping reality, might be strong enough with just chaos magic to, like, pick up Mjolnir. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the, 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 the actual enchantment has to, like, be, like, physical contact lifting up. So, like, in, we, they do talk about it in uh, Age of Ultron briefly. It's like, hey, uh, elevator's not worthy. But if you put the hammer in an elevator... It would still go up. Elevator's not worthy. Uh yeah, so yeah, like, they hey. talk about, like, the, if, yeah. <laughs> all the weird things you could do. Like, if it's on an airplane, can you get it up in the sky? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I think that chaos magic is sort of like the elevator in this scenario, where it's like, hey, I'm not lifting it up myself with my, right. my hand and my That's body. That's true. Um, and, like, technically, the, the enchantment is getting the powers of Thor. So you can lift mm. up the hammer, fine, but, like, you're not going to get the power of Thor if you lift up the hammer, like, oh, a, like the elevator wouldn't get the power of Thor. So yes, yeah, so maybe she could pick it up, but she wouldn't get the power of Thor. Like her magic's not strong enough to put, to change that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, because like Wanda's too strong to, to not be able to lift up the <laughs> Too strong. Yeah, yeah. She can do whatever she wants with that hammer. It's more that like she doesn't care, right? She doesn't care at all. She'll take your mouth and <laughs> blow your mind. Um, <laughs> what mouth? But what mouth, exactly. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, here's another bite-sized question. If Doctor Strange astral punched Moon Knight, who would come out? This is mm. from Crispy Chrissy. Always with the good questions, Crispy Chrissy. Thank you. Uh, yes. Well, I think, I'll tell you right off the bat, I think Mark Spector would come out. But let's yes. think about it for a second, okay? Our best evidence comes from uh, Avengers Endgame, when we saw the Ancient right. One punch the Smart Hulk, uh, and Bruce Banner came out. Uh, right. And we, we actually talked about this on Big Question before as a bite-sized question. Uh, Bruce and Hulk are like the same soul, right? Uh, right. In, in the comic books, they kind of explained in like 1978 in like The Incredible Hulk that the Hulk is not like a mutation of Banner's brain or a separate entity inside of Banner, but rather it's like a manifestation of his childhood rage and, and anger. Because in the comics, his father's very abusive. Uh, and right. so... Bruce has like a multiple personality disorder and the Hulk's personality came from that disorder. It was kind of like 
amplified by the gamma radiation, right? So if we think that Moon Knight has like a similar thing, right? If Mark and Steven and Jake Lockley, if they're part of like a DID kind of persona and they're multiple personalities, if we go by like the rules of Smart Hulk and Bruce, I think like the base soul would come out, whatever the OG soul was. And if we believe that to be Mark Spector, I think it would be Mark Spector. And I also have a theory that maybe Jake Lockley is the OG person and that Mark and Steven are really manifestations of Jake Lockley. And he's allowed Mark mm. to think he's the main, the alpha persona because he uses Mark. I think you were talking about this, how like he uses Mark, uh, Mark's identity when Mark's not knowing it and like goes around like getting apartments and stuff under Mark's name and Mark's not sure. Like, I think he's using these Mark and Steven as personalities to get around the world because Jake Lockley is so dark uh, and, and destructive that he had to manifest, like, nicer personalities. Like, Mark is a nicer personality than Steve or than Jake Lockley. So I think whatever the, the alpha persona is, I think that's what would come out if the astral plunge right. happened. Now, do you think it's possible they could be separate? We could see, like, three souls come out? I know. I think that only one would come out and I think you're exactly right I think it would be Mark Spector because of those reasons that you you just brought up because like in the comics I think it's actually established in canon that the Hulk does have DID and yeah, that, um, they, yeah like you just said like the the the, uh, the Hulk personality sorry the Hulk alter is just like you know his it's, it's his anger personality right. yeah right and so like that's I love that you brought it up because like when the Ancient One did push him we did see only Bruce come out the only thing that would make me think there could maybe be multiple, if, if the astral punch happened, that you could get multiple souls coming out, would be when we were in the Duan, we're on the ship uh, with Towerette, and she has two hearts for Steven and Mark, uh, and they have to weigh together. Now, she doesn't weigh Jake's heart. He, it is not involved at all, but it's still found balanced right. with just the two hearts. It makes me wonder if because there are two hearts, are there two souls also? Is this going to be an instance where there's multiple mm. souls? They're of the same person, but they are like really completely different souls. That's the only thing that makes me think you could get two or more spirits coming out of Moon Knight when you do the mm. astral punch. This is true because he did. We did see multiple hearts there. So but was that God. that all could have just been a metaphor? Towerette was trying to establish. That's deep. <laughs> to be like, I'll show. I, I got to make this. I got to make this. For <laughs> Let's make these hearts. I guess because if know. each if yeah. each person in the afterlife sees a different. Construct. I, I don't know if it, I don't know how the heart thing works, but like I, right. you could potentially. I think you know Moon Knight's the one potential for having multiple souls in one body. That would be crazy, but it's possible. But I think be whatever the alpha one is is what would come out, and it's probably Mark. I definitely agree with the Mark answer. Um, but yeah, thank you, Brandon. You're amazing as a person, as always. But now it's time for our box of scraps. Oh, it's box of scraps. That is guys. Tony is smarter than me. I'm gonna kill him <laughs> with the Tony. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this, smoke the cigar, Tony, and freaking kill you. Is there a nickname or title that you wish the world would address you as? Oh yes, Supreme mm. Chancellor. Um, <laughs> Supreme Chancellor Brad. I always want. I did legitimately. I always wanted to be a junior. I thought that was such a cool nickname Ooh, to be like a junior. Brandon Junior. You know, like Ooh. Indiana Jones. He was a junior, though he hated it. He wanted to go by Indiana. They named the dog Indiana. He was Henry Jones Junior, but he wanted to go by Indiana. 
but I, I always wanted to be a junior, but I could see how that could also be annoying because you're like, oh, I have to have like my father's name. I don't get my own identity. Someone's calling the house. You don't know who they're looking for as everyone's got the same name. It'd be confusing. Uh, but I always wanted, I, I did always want to have the nickname junior. I thought it was really cool. Okay. Um, I do like junior. Junior's nice. Junior's a nice little name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not I'm a junior. Think. Maybe one of these. Don't don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> There's, it's so funny that you can like once you're just born and, you, and you're not a junior, you'll never you're be able to be a junior. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a say. I didn't get a say in it. <laughs> oh man. Well, hopefully in another multiverse, you are a junior. <laughs> There's a junior, junior out there. variant is doing There's well. A junior out there. <laughs> I think for me, God, um, God. Mm. Tough one, <laughs> yes, MT. actual. Way God. to go. Way to go. <laughs> Thinking small, huh? <laughs> Start small and work my way up. Um, I don't know. I think I I would like to just be known as I don't know, just a good man. That's all. <laughs> a good man. Well, it's like in Game I, of Thrones, they get all those cool nicknames like the Kingslayer, the Mountain, yeah. the Hound. Like we've really let that go by the wayside. I just want to be known as like a good man. Like I just feel like it's like, men suck these days. It's just like, yo, that's a good man. Like <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, good title man. to have. I don't know. That's MT, <laughs> the good man. Good, my superhero name. Good man. Mr. Goodman. <laughs> Off to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Dude, that's basically it. Captain America. That's that's essentially the entirety of Captain America. He's good man. But yeah, that's that's what I would probably choose, which is not a cool answer, but... Hey, that's <laughs> a good answer. That's a cool answer. That's a cool answer. Thanks, bud. Thanks, dude. Uh, but that is it for this episode of Big Question. As always, as always, thank you so much to Brandon for joining me this episode. His insights are always so valuable. Please follow him at Grin and Barrick on Twitter because he's amazing. Follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter if you want to see me tweet some really weird shit and insane theories. And follow New Rockstars here on YouTube and all of our social media platforms. And make sure you hit that notification bell so you can get notifications every time we upload a video. And of course, hit us up on Discord to continue the New Rockstars conversation because we're always talking about weird shit over there. And it's just really fun. So head on over. Uh, hit the link in the description box to join that conversation because it's really fun. And yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for spending time with us. We appreciate it. Every single one of you. Also, NewRockStarsMerch.com. Buy a shirt. It really helps us <laughs> a lot. And uh, we love you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.